everyone. Time for our little announcement window. It has come to my attention in general chat with Jacob as we were about to record this, actually, that I, you know, uh, Lord of the Soundboard, Master of the Keys, the guy who edits and writes everything in the bios, have been telling you in our little announcement window here the wrong Instagram handle. Because why would it be anything different, Williams Brain says. <laughs> oh, man, I hate me sometimes. So we are at Barbarian Brews, not Brews and Barbarians. Apparently that handle was already taken. But again, when you write the teleprompter in your brain and you just always read what's off the teleprompter, pretty sure you can see the flaw in my plan. At Brews and Barbarians, it was already taken. That is not us. We are at Barbarian Brews. It is right in our episode bios, but I've been saying it to you wrong. So, anyways, that being said, enjoy the episode, and we will be back soon. Welcome to Cord's Great Hall. Grab an ale, grab an axe, and prepare to enter the fray. This is Brews and Barbarians. Hey everybody and welcome to Bruise and Barbarians. I'm your benevolent dungeon master Jacob and here with me as always is the lord of the sandboard and creator of our new intro, <laughs> William Booth. I will I will take the the credit for editing, not the uh the musically yet. <laughs> Although if if our friend does decide to drop her drum set off here like she's been saying and I have a Guitar or a uh, closet full of guitars. I might redo that because the first thing I thought of, you're we like, I want to get like a metal riff in there. I said it. I was like, you know, I think the guitar is still in drop C. I'm gonna probably have to tune it a little bit and then try to chunk something out. Like I might still do that later. Anyways, <laughs> dust off the old the old guitar. When's the last time you played that thing? Like a month ago. I legitimately, uh, my Gretsch. Uh, I actually plugged it up because I'm thinking about getting another amp. I, I, I want to get back more into that because I have so many. I have too many fucking hobbies, but that's still 15, oh fuck, I'm 31, so 15 years of playing that on and oh, off, geez. and it's like, music, I'm a huge music fan, guitar's my thing, I want to get back to it. <laughs> anyway, You've been pregnant for six years, Bonnie, you either have the baby or don't. <laughs> Shit, or get off the pot. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, we got a new intro, guys. Uh, let us know uh, in the comments what you think about the new intro. Also, I'm going to give... Give myself and and our buddy Ace some credit on on that intro as well, because Mister Metal's weird. I don't like it. It's always so angry. I drag him to one metal show, like two months ago now. Yeah, like two or three months ago. I wouldn't say yeah. It's probably like two months ago now. And he's like, "All right, you know what? All right, I, I get it. I get it now. <laughs> we we'll so always play the super angry sh shit, and I'm just I like, mean, I I like the the death." <laughs> hard metal shit yeah like black metal and all that's my thing and then i just don't have as much hate in my body to get out of jail do i guess God, i mean stuff I just, i'm not gonna say on here i just i just push it all down and then one yeah, day just it'll bottle just kill, it up it'll yeah. just kill me yeah <laughs> that one little vessel behind your eyeball will pop finally it's gonna burst <laughs> be like today's the day <laughs> i love that that bit of was Stewie. He's like, oh, today's the day a bitch going to die. And yeah, flips spin the revolver. through a revolver. <laughs> yes, 100%. God, I feel that so much. But yeah, y'all let us know what you think of the new intro. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, 
not anything story driven or anything like that. Uh, we're going to be talking about the actual mechanics of playing D and D, uh, what you yeah. can do as a character. Uh, and we're actually going to run through a little sample combat scenario of, we've got a first level fighter and wizard and then just a simple goblin. I was about to say, is it a one V two or two V two? Uh, two V one. Oh, well, fuck you. Two. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize it was, a. I I was outnumbered. So, and, and for the well, record, we've also stacked your hit points a little bit. Oh, have we? More than, yeah. Look, I haven't, I haven't read it. So yeah, we got I'll, uh, I'll read it later. level one fighter and wizard against one goblin that we've stacked. Uh, oh some, yeah you did some stack. more I extra hit now. points oh. on there yeah yeah <laughs> just rather than having to run a whole bunch of different uh enemies that's for a little for a little sample fight so yeah we're gonna go through that here in just a minute uh but first let's talk about our talk about our beer of the show uh we're drinking mm. how hana punch uh the next edition of the smoothie sour series from ghost train uh this is a tropical smoothie sour with mango passion fruit tangerine and lactose it exists. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, yeah. Tell what you really think of it. Uh, dude. It, is it too sour? Is it too fruity? So, like, well, what see, is it? It's not a sour. William doesn't like it. We'll just say that first yeah. off. I don't think it's necessarily a sour thing for me. Because we, we did that thing over there when oh we were gosh. brewing that day. And I took an entire pipette of lactic acid. Like, this is fine. And y'all looked at me like I was dead inside. Which, duh. We, but, gave, <laughs> we gave him. Yeah, we'll tell him what happened. We gave him. It's uh, I don't 80, know the it's, amount. It's eighty eight percent lactic acid in concentration, and we gave him probably seven or eight milligrams of pure milliliters and just pure lactic acid. And he's like, "What?" And I'm like, "No, what, granted, what? I, I could feel it in my teeth. Like it started to hurt my teeth and like stickiness of them, but at the same time, it wasn't making me choke or whatever like it was a lot of people." But there's something with that. that and I looked, a, it, I looked it up one day after this happened. I don't think I even <laughs> told you this. Because I was like, how sour is that? And, like, that's the, if you're, like, doing it by concentration, that's, like, the normal amount of lactic acid, like, sourness in, like, a gallon of lemonade is, like, seven or eight milligrams. If the you like, one shot I took of the it? The one shot is, like, uh, the sourness of a gallon of lemonade. Mm. <laughs> and, and I was like, how are you just not reacting at all? It was so bad, y'all. That's it, slightly it, horrifying. <laughs> I might actually be dead inside. Yeah, parts of me, anyways. But uh, no, there, it, there's it to me. It does this weird, like sour to like weird tartness. Yeah, but that's that's me. I'm not a big sour and fan. And I'll tell you, of like, beers this, anyway. like this, we were drinking the Pauhana. It's like one gallon of la- of that concentration lactic acid in like three thousand gallons. So like a one to three thousand, or sorry, yeah, three thousand ratio. Yeah, there, there's just and, something about it that I was just, and you just choked down just straight like yeah. Uh, but there's something about that, and I, I, I don't know, I like it. So I have Ghost Train Light Lager again, and if everyone's <laughs> keeping track, I'm pretty sure that makes like ten episodes in a row. I don't think <laughs> no, we we did for that. me. Yeah, you've you've had that. Well, you've had one that we talked about, and then like your next beer is usually a light lager. Uh, you've done pretty. Good. I've thrown over the course. We've of, done a couple of stouts and yeah, some IPAs. Uh, what what was that T Rex thing? Oh, I don't remember what that one was. I don't remember. I didn't go back and look, but yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, I've thrown some variety your way, and only like one or two if you said no to. No. <laughs> so I'm, I'm generally shocked. Again, it's this only is been... what I, This is what I'm getting out of the show is being like, what is William's range of beer that he likes? <laughs> what, can I, what can I test him with today? In a few weeks, it's going to be just a whole pipe of crystal meth. Don't yeah. worry. It tastes great. No, it doesn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> I can't taste anything. Yeah. Why is all the skin on my arm? So, yeah, that's what we're drinking on today. Uh, and now we're going to just jump right into this little little combat scenario. Uh, so the first thing we're going to want to do, uh, if you've ne- we're going to start this off just as if you've never played around a combat in D&D before and Pretty go much. from there. So the first thing, uh, your encounter starts. Uh, DM's going to have you roll initiative, so we're going to mm. roll initiative for everybody. Uh, do I do? Ooh, which dice are you going to pick? <sighs> Fudge. Yeah, for the for those of you who don't play with William on a regular basis, he is the most cursed dice roller in our in our group. Look look up Will Wheaton uh dice curse. And, and then we're... downgrade it a little bit. I, I get you get some. It good happens. Rolls. Yeah. So downgrade it a little bit, but yeah. All right. So I'll go purple or fire. You know what? No, after the week I've had, I'm not touching anything fiber optic. All right. So he's really initiated for the goblin. Goblin gets a twelve. All right, so 12. on your initiative, it's actually based on your your dex score modifier. Modifier, yeah, I'm sorry. So, anyways, for this goblin, I rolled a twelve, and where's my modifier? Is a plus two, so I will be in the initiative of fourteen. All right, so you rolled a twelve for your goblin. I'm gonna go ahead uh, and roll fourteen. Fourteen. Oh, fourteen for the goblin. Get it right. <laughs> Let me change that. Things matter. It has a fourteen. All right. And I'm gonna roll for our fighter, the fighter and the wizard I'm playing. Uh, both have a modifier of two, weirdly, for their initiative. So fighter, everybody has two on this. He gets a five. Roll Todd. <laughs> That's not great. And Mr. Wizard is gonna get a. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm rolling like terribly. Yes. He gets an 11. Oh, my oh, God. The goblins goes first. Yeah, so everybody rolls. Uh, and then you organize the initiative. So the goblin rolled the highest. He got a 14. So he's going to go first to the combat. Uh, next is going to be the wizard because he got an 11. And the fighter because he got a big old fat 5. So uh, our goblin's going to act first. How far away are we apart from each other? Uh, we'll say we're like, I don't know. 15 feet? We'll say 20 feet. 20? Okay. Uh, so in that case, so my character in this situation only has one attack per round. So any character in general, you're going to have an attack, a bonus action, I'm sorry, a attack action, a bonus action, and um, fill in my blanks, please. Uh, you have a you movement. have a reaction and a movement. Yeah, and but in this case, uh, all I'm going to do if I'm already twenty feet away, I happen to have a short bow, so I'm gonna shoot it at the squishy wizard because he has fireball. Well, maybe not at that level, but <laughs> all right. So you shoot the I'm wizard a, and he. Bro, I'm not gonna touch it. Look at this. He just rolled a nat twenty. I don't believe it. <laughs> Well, I guess what I was about to say about the wizard... I got it on tape! <laughs> I guess what I was about to say about the wizard having mage armor doesn't really matter anymore, so... All right, so, yeah. Uh, he rolls an attack. Uh, so, sorry, and for the record, that is... Uh, 
a 25 to hit. <laughs> so my weapons modifier, you have, an, you have a modifier for your weapons, and they are based on information that we don't really need to get into. Um, but for my goblin here, my modifier with this bow is a plus four to hit. I'm sorry. So it's a 24. Jesus Christ. So does that hit your wizard? Yeah. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Look, that. I have to suck this in right here, man. I can't even do this in our games. He does. So I assumed that for this combat scenario, I assumed like, you know, they're ready for a combat. And so I went ahead and my wizard, he cast a spell of mage armor on himself. Uh, so that brings his AC up by uh, 13 plus his dex modifier is what the spell mage armor does. Uh-huh. And I was like, that'll be fine. That'll cover That'll him. be enough. That'll be enough. Again, when you're Not a DM, your players will always just destroy any idea you have. So since I rolled a nat 20, you actually multiply your dice roll by two. You can either multiply it by two or you can roll two two dice either way. Uh, I, I Something about it, I always just do like multiply by two. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but you don't add. So like this bow, the damage is 1d6 plus two. You don't multiply the, the plus two. It's just your dice roll. So I'm going to roll my 1d6, which, God, it's a shame it's not like a D8 or like a D10 a or something. God. I can't believe you rolled a six. It's a 12. So 12 plus two. So 14 damage on that first hit. Oh, my God. He's so immediately hurt. <laughs> He's so immediately just I'm so glad just this was so okay. hurt. I am so glad this was okay. <laughs> Jesus. God, what's he going to do? Okay. Uh, I wish we were videoing this one. That's insane. <laughs> All right, so is that... Uh, uh, so what do I have his, for... That's I'll, his action. Yeah, that's my action. He doesn't have... So the goblin can take disengage or hide action as a bonus. Oh, can I? Is there anything for him to hide around? Sure, we'll say there's like trees and shit. Okay. So with that, I'm going to have to do a stealth, a stealth check. check. So stealth, it's probably just going to be his dex modifier, which is... Two. Oh, he has a plus six to say. Wow, there's the karma. They beat the hell out of me. What did you roll? I rolled, I rolled a two. And my dex is plus two. Well, you got you got plus six yourself because it's your it added that. Oh, okay. oh, it did. All yeah, right, yeah. so eight. Still an eight. Yeah, they just not... passively they would still save me. I'm yeah, sure. you duck behind there. All right, is that the end of the goblin's turn? That would be the end of the goblin's turn. All right, so the next up in initiative is going to be the wizard. God, he's so hurt immediately. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he has a <laughs> he has a passive perception of twelve, so he definitely sees your goblin. I didn't ask how big the area was. I just said fireball. <laughs> it doesn't matter the size of the area. You know, speaking of the area, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's going to move up five feet. So he's within 15 feet of you. And he is going to cast the spell burning hands. Uh, so, sauce. so for his action, he is going to uh, use the cast a spell action. Um, he has a, he has what is it, five first level spells prepared. And two first level spell slots at level one. Oh, uh, this dude doesn't have any uh, reactions. That's one of his. Yeah, you don't. Womp womp. Yeah, and he's going to spend one of his first level spell slots to cast Burning Hands. Uh, 15 foot cone of flame shoots out. Every creature in the cone must make a deck saving throw. Uh, they take 3d6 on a failed save and half as much on a success. Uh, so you got to beat a 13. I rolled another two. So Goblin <laughs> fails on his burning hands, and he is going to take 
Here's the karma. I get one good roll all night, just like Four, when we play. Three, six. Oh my God, you're rolling uh, high. So you take 13. Because he failed his save, he's going to take the full amount of damage, which is 13. Bruh, now I'm hurting hard. So <laughs> no, I got the one good. You know, he, I'm taking down the wizard somehow. He yep. shoots a cone of a cone of fire out at the goblin, bringing him almost to half health. Almost. Uh, let's see if he can do anything else on his turn. So when it when it comes to your spellcasters, uh, we should clarify this. When it comes to your your spellcasters, we've mentioned it in the past, but his action is to cast a spell, so he can't cast another spell as a bonus action. If it is a bonus action cantrip spell, sure. There are some there are some spells that say that are a bonus action. But if, it, it, if that bonus action spell is a cantrip, you can do both in one turn. But it, uh, but it normally, essentially won't be on your like spell level listing. Correct. Like when you when you're looking at your character sheet and you got your level one, two, three, four, five, blah blah blah, it won't be one of those. Although I like warlocks do cast certain things as a um, cantrip. But anyways, I digress. So that's gonna be, uh, and then he's gonna. He's got 30 feet of movement. He's going to move back. He used five feet to get up to you, so he's going to move the other 25 back. Okay. So he's going to be 40 feet away. <laughs> Little goblins just screaming at him. Uh, now it's the fighter's turn. Yeah, he's not loving what you're about. <laughs> the goblin got one good turn in this. And yeah, one good turn. He's just about it. to get just, just smacked down so hard. All right. He is going to get right up in your shit. He's going to use his move. He's got 30 feet of movement, so he's going to move right up into melee. Uh, he's going to take his attack with a great sword. Natural one, natural one, natural one, natural one. Natural 20. Watch it. It's going to happen. Not natural I'm 20, but still dragon. probably enough to hit. Uh, does a 17 hit? Uh, da, 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 yep, it does. He rolls a 12 plus 5 at 17. Uh, and with a great sword, he does 2d6 plus 3. Okay. Well, either way, I still live. So, uh, does 11 points of damage. Oh, we're down the Big six. swing down the goblin with a great sword. Smack! Uh, and then, yeah, that's gonna be, that's gonna be his turn. Is he gonna stay up in, in my uh, stuff? Yeah, he's gonna stay up in melee. He's not gonna move. He actually doesn't have more movement left. He's going to stay right up in there. And so that's the end of the first round of combat. So when you finish the first round of combat, you just go back to the top of the initiative order, uh, and everybody everybody gets their turn again. So the goblin is going to take the bonus action, disengage. Okay. And roll away from this little fighter bastard. Okay. So that being said, disengage means the fighter who is in combat with me cannot take a action uh, reaction on me to go ahead and take a free hit as I move away from a space. Because if you're in melee with another person and they try to move away without disengaging, you can take an attack of opportunity, which is you get, That's the you get, you get one melee weapon attack. Uh, if this were the wizard uh, and he didn't have like a <laughs> melee weapon out and ready, couldn't really make an attack. Yeah. Uh, there are some feats that let you do things like that. Warcaster. Uh, uh, Mage Slayer. Mage Slayer. Um, but, yeah, other than that, um, 
you're not going to be able to do anything but a melee attack if you have one ready. Yeah. So so he, but, dis- he disengaged. You, yeah, and you and you can do your anything in your turn. You can do in any order. So instead of attacking and then instead of action bonus action, I'm actually going to do bonus action and then action. That being, I have uh 30 feet of movement. So I'm gonna cut like 90 degrees to the side, disengaging from the fighter, and with that bow, I'm taking down the freaking wizard, man. And I'll sit while he's rolling, hit my wizard. Uh, you can you can split up your movement and you can split up your action. Uh, if you've got you know if you're a higher level character and you've got like two attacks, you can move one attack, move some more, take second attack. All of that's perfectly fine. What did you just roll? Do you really want to know? You didn't roll another that 20. I mean, no, I didn't. 18 plus, it's a 22 to hit. Oh. 18, 18 on the dice and a plus four on the bow. So 22 to hit. That's definitely going to hit. Yes. Come uh, on. Wait a minute. Oh, no. What's the AC? No, you said it was like 17 with the mage armor, right? What did you say total was to hit? 22. Shit. Yes. <laughs> so I was contemplating uh, using the wizard's reaction to uh, he has a spell he can cast as a reaction called Shield, uh, and it adds five to your AC for the right. round. Uh, but that still would only get him up to twenty. So yes, that's not going to help him. And let's see. So it's so for this one, it's one d six again, but we're not multiplying by two. Bop, four plus two, six damage. And the wizard goes down. Yes. So uh, and this is again a chance to talk about this part. So when your death char- saving throws, when your the, char- yeah. yeah, when your character drops to zero hit points, uh, you don't immediately die. You go into death saving throws. So on each of your turns, at the beginning of your turn, Which you roll now. a d twenty, add nothing, and for the first time in like forever, you're not wearing a death save shirt either. <laughs> I know, right? I'm wearing a critical roll shirt. Um, yeah, so you're gonna roll d twenty, add nothing. Uh, Ten or higher passes. Uh, mm-hmm. Lower than that fails, and you need three successes before three failures, or you're dead forever. <laughs> so, this is actually a good point because mm-hmm. I, I hear it could be a house rule thing that I hear about sometimes. So, in the handbook, yes, and that and that one is automatically two death saves failed. Yes, you, correct. yeah, it's two strikes. Yes, but in that twenty, because this came up in our one of our games yeah. recently, and that twenty, I thought in the book says is two saves no and then i hear some people say well no you you're back up at one hp you're or you're stable you're stable no, correct uh you were right the first time uh if you're on nat- okay. natural 20 on a death saving throw you come back up with one hit point at the start of your turn so you have your full turn okay yeah so i i, I don't know i guess somewhere i someone was playing it or something of no, it's just two successes. Like yeah, I mean, somebody, one one is two fails, twenty is two successes. Somebody could house could have made that their rule, and you know anybody can make that their own house rule. But if you're going just by rules as written, uh, rolling in that twenty brings it, you it's up a plus with, one. Okay, brings you up one hit point, and you have your full turn. Okay, cool. So speaking of save, death saves. Uh, yeah, it's the wizard's turn, so he's gonna make a death saving throw and hope for a nat twenty. Uh, he didn't roll that twenty, but he rolled a sixteen, so that's one. So that's one save. That's one success. I don't think it'll matter much because <laughs> fighter boys, all you got to do is come. He might roll in that twenty, or yeah, he. He might roll in that one. That'd be fantastic. God, it'd be 
so bad. Oh my god, that'd be great. All right, well that's his turn. Yeah, he rolls death save. That's his whole turn. Uh, the fighter is going to close the ground with the goblin, and he's gonna fighter's gonna fight. He's gonna take another <laughs> fighter's attack gonna fight. with his great sword, and rolls a seventeen. Ah, uh, fifteen. Yep. All right, another two d six plus three. Well, goblin's going down. Yeah, that's gonna be eight. Yep, eight hit points. Yep, he's down. And the goblin goes down. All right, yeah, we'll we'll say for the sake of keep the combat going that will it normally uh, in a regular combat enemies don't get death saves when they die they just die. Oh, you want to roll it? Yeah, we'll go ahead and just yeah. Unless you have a you know a bigger battle where you've got like you know enemies that have like healing abilities, so then like somebody goes down, yeah. another character could heal them. In normal situations where you've just like you're fighting some kind of a monster or just like a group of goblins, they they have no way of healing each other. So when they go down, they just it's assumed that they're making and failing death saves until they just die. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and give them some death saves. Sure, fail. There's one fail. Uh, up to the wizard's turn. Wizard's going to make a death saving throw. See what he can do. For the record, it was a three. Oh, you rolled a three? <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, oof, wizard rolled a nine. Yes. That's one fail. <laughs> the hell with that wizard. <laughs> All right. Screw you, Gandalf. <laughs> up to the fighter's turn. So, uh, fighter's going to make an attack on the goblin while that's he's down. What I was, yeah, I was going to bring that in. So he's going to make an attack. If the attack hits... Automatically, two death saves failed. Well, yes, because uh, if you're unconscious and you get hit, it's an automatic crit. It's not a crit if you're just yeah. Yeah. So if you're unconscious. So and technically, it's gonna be a l- rule lawyer here. Technically, you have advantage on this because I'm prone on the ground and you're in melee. Yep. So yep. we're gonna get <laughs> gonna roll two. Take the better. First one's an eleven. Second one's a three. We're gonna go with that eleven plus five. Barely. <laughs> so two death saves failed, and he's fully dead now. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah. That's I, I killed myself on that. He's one. fully dead. Uh, SNGs. Roll again. He still failed four. Yeah, we're back to normal. I rolled one twenty for the next six weeks. Nothing. Yeah. So the guy was fully <laughs> Another dead. Four. Uh, the fighter fighter took no damage. Uh, the wizard's still down. Uh, he's ooh. one. Of, he's one and one. Oh yeah. We'll see what happens. All right. So. Wizard still down, one fail, one success. He's gonna roll again. Uh, rolls a fourteen. Got one success. One and two. All right, back to the fighter's turn. Uh, yeah. So now that they're out of combat, uh, the fighter he doesn't have like any healing potions or anything. Uh, but as an action, you can make a medicine check to try to stabilize a creature. Yeah. Normal rules are you know ten or better, and they stabilize. They don't get any hit points back, but they don't have to make death saves. They don't throws. bleed out. Yeah. So in the in the length of like a short rest, they will recover some hit points. Uh, so he, my fighter, he he ain't a smart man. <laughs> he doesn't have a negative to intelligence, so it's just so it's just a flat die roll. So let's see what he can get. He gets a seventeen. Oh, okay. So the fighter lives or the wizard lives. At that point, he might even found like a eucalyptus plant or something, made some paste and put the yeah. He makes some yeah. makes some stuff, and the wizard drinks it, and he's unconscious, but he's not making death saves. So there, yeah, there we go. There's there's our round of combat, uh, and all, that surprisingly covered pretty much any. There there is some variations, like uh, we he said a little bit ago, when it comes to 
particular creatures or, you know, if your DM homebrews, uh, which they will, yeah. but homebrews a uh, villain that you're fighting against, they might have, like, uh, layered actions or uh, legendary actions and stuff like that. But that stuff at much higher levels, generally. Yeah, this is kind of what you're going to deal with on the... On unless the you're an absolute sadist and that, like, oh, level three, here's a legendary action. What? Hey, <laughs> players got to learn. <laughs> A uh, couple couple actions, uh, things you can do with your, your action in combat that we didn't really get to in this one because everybody died so quick. Um, you can take uh, the dodge action, which is you just use your action to give everybody attacking you disadvantage until your next turn. Right. So you can, you're basically just like taking a defensive stance. Anybody that's going to attack you goes with disadvantage. Um, you can also do the help action, so, like, uh, if the fighter and the wizard had gotten up in co- in melee with the goblin, uh, the fight the wizard could have given the help action to the fighter to like grapple him to like grab him, and the fighter would have gotten advantage on the grapple check. Right. Or, and I was gonna say same situation. Uh, wizard wouldn't even have to have grappled to give advantage if you are directly um, flanking. With an ally, that also gives advantage uh, because it, it's the idea is that your enemy is distracted from multiple angles, so you get advantage if you directly flank with an ally. Right, uh, and the other big one that I that I catch myself using a lot uh, is the ready action. So on your turn, you can say, "I'm going to make an attack when." the goblin gets in melee with me. And so you're just standing there sword ready. And when the goblin comes up, you immediately take your attack. You don't have to like, run. Oh yeah. You uh, hold an action. You're, yeah. You're it's, it's usually called holding your action, uh, or readying an action. Yeah. 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 I got you. Yeah. Uh, you said readying. I'm like, mm, what? yeah, <laughs> it's in the, it's in the book as ready. Oh really? Yeah. I've uh, literally never heard it as such myself. Most people just say holding your action yeah. or delaying your action. And, and and with that, you know, a lot like the scenario he said, or if you're the wizard and you say, hey, I'm going to hold, excuse me, I'm going to hold fireball till my allies get out of that 60-foot radius, and then I'm going to nuke the entire city, then go for it, you know. But the, the trick to that is if when you say you're going to hold an action, your DM should and usually ask you, okay, what is going to trigger said action? And if it's, well, I'm going to wait till the end of player three's turn. Right. Whatever the scenario is, you said at that time, that's when you're going to release or do whatever. So sometimes it could be uh, not so great for other people. but And I will say the one, especially for, be specific. for spellcasters, the one downside of writing your action is when you say, like, I'm going to cast Burning Hands when X thing happens. Uh, when that happens... You know, you either make you either use it or you lose it. Um, if you don't cast well, that's, the that's spell, a good, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, if you don't cast the spell before it gets back to your turn, you've still spent the spell slot. Yeah, that's one of the good thing to remember. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I didn't think of it um, that way. The other one that's not it's not listed as like an action in the in the player's handbook. Uh, it's just like a little blurb is like improvising an action, which is my favorite thing to yeah. do. Like I could have been like in this sample combat, I was like, all right, the fighter, he's gonna run up, he's gonna kick like. John Woo kick off the tree and like come down 
And then the DM would have been like, you know, all right, make an acrobatics check to like stick the landing and I'll give you like, you know, advantage on the attack or yeah. something like that. Well, That's which, improvising an action. Which uh, we've we've said it before in, in passing, but a, a moment uh, we actually might have directly talked about it. But in a moment in our main campaign, uh, my my barbarian, I said, you know what, I'm going to run right. This dude was floating like 30 feet in the air, but he was at eye level with the balcony where we're at. And I was like, screw it. I went running. And I said, "I'm gonna jump off this balcony, kicking off the uh, the rail, and hit this dude right out of the air." And so, yeah, you had me roll an acrobatic check, and I rolled a nat twenty on that one. It's like, all right, well, go for your hit. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's one thing I I've started doing more in my DMing, and that I recommend that other people do is like, you know, if we wanted to do this combat just as straight up as we could do, sort of give you the idea for the mechanics. But if you're a D&D or if you're a DM setting up a combat, I like to have things for the players to interact with. Like, you know, there's an Terrain earth, features. Yeah. yeah, there's an earthquake happening and you're having to make deck saving throws. Where you can try to like, you know, use an athletics check to like launch yourself off yeah. of like break. Like, I think that makes a combat more interesting and it gives players more of like they feel like there's more to do uh, and, and when you're not just like like this, like I run up with my sword take my one attack that's my turn <laughs> yeah and which is uh me personally I, i'm a big fan of making terrain uh i have 3d printers i 3d print terrains and that and we've talked about that before as well it's it's not a necessary thing jacob likes to do his games just theater of mind me personally i like doing like try to bring my players a terrain set a map and be like, yeah, this is what you have around you, so you can visually see. Oh, I can. Can, can I run up to this wall over here? Do like a, a two-step wall run, get a good angle to kick this dude in the head. Yeah. All right, Mister Monkey Monk, go yeah. for it. You know. See, it's t- it's too. It's funny to hear you say that because it's like we're working at it from two different ways. You're like, here's the feature, so you can see everything yeah. you've got to work with. I'm like. If I don't have something on the table for you to look at, you have to think about then, like you, you ask questions of the DM, like you know what's around me that I can do then, the cool then thing. You with. can just be like, you know what, that sounds awesome. Yeah, go yeah, for it. Yeah, and they're they're like, you know, is there a wall for me to kick off? And I'm like, fuck yeah, there's a wall for you to kick off. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, it makes sense, but because I, I, I we've definitely got a few players. I can think of one right off the top of my head that he's like, here's what's on the board. That's all that's there. That's what I got to work <laughs> with. I can't improvise anything no. more than that. <laughs> You know who you are. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it, but there you go. But um, yeah, that, that to me, that's why I like Matt. even even if it's just like drawing it on paper or something. But I don't know, it, and it could just be that I'm just stupid blonde Pollock gypsy. So my brain just ain't all that great. Freaking Dory over here. What you do today? I don't know. I don't even remember last hour. <laughs> you know. Um. But when it comes to combat, I think that's where a lot of people, when they, they first build a character and they see all the numbers and all the crap going on and they finally get into a combat scenario, I think that's where it's, even like say Critical Role, for instance, even them who've been playing for many years, most most of them have been playing for many years, but they've basically been playing professionally for seven or eight years now, they still even get lost in the numbers and the what can I do? Wait, that's not a bonus action, you know? Yeah. So in your first eternity of playing this game, yeah, don't, 
be like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm worried about it. It's fine. It, it's just numbers. You roll a dice. People will help you add it up, you know. And if you use something like D and D Beyond, all the a lot of the stuff that we were talking about adding and whatnot, D and D Beyond already does it for you, and you don't have to worry about oh, well, that sword is strength based, and you add this, that, or another. Exactly. It just adds everything for you. So that plus uh, what what was it? Plus four to hit. That's that's it. That's with all attributes added and so on and so forth. So. D&D Beyond. It's fantastic. Sponsor us, please. One day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say definitely as a DM, like, even whether there's terrain or, like, things your players are doing, don't be, af- like, you know, yes, the rules say what things are, but don't be afraid to just, like, make a call on the fly and, and stand behind it. Yeah. Like, I, I like doing th- my it's favorite. imagination land. <laughs> my favorite thing to do, uh, usually when I'm playing a monk or a barbarian, is to take, like, an improvised weapons feat. And so I'll just be like, what's around that I could pick up and hit somebody with? <laughs> and that's the best thing. Like, DMs that go with that kind of play definitely make a good call. And you have to think about stuff like that a little bit. Like, all right, you pick up a, you pick up a chair. Okay, what's a chair? It's probably like a club. A club does uh, 1D6 plus your strength modifier. Boom. You just tell them, roll that. There you go. There's your, there's your improvised weapon. You hit a guy with a chair. Would Mechanically, you just hit him with so he said barbarian, so I brought up my, my half orc barbarian. It's been so long since we've gotten to see him now. I know. I'm I'm because we we go back to him. Uh, That'll that be game the next, next game yeah. we play is is these. I'm so ready to get back with him. Um <laughs> Smashy Smash. <laughs> Into <laughs> Hey, hey, we made it better. <laughs> it was Oh, Actually, yeah, no, we made it. We made it worse. We made it worse. Made yeah, it, we made we it made worse. Your wisdom better. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> we made it worse. <laughs> Again, he's here to take damage and hit stuff. But anywho, meat shields, meat shield, exactly. Um, I think I think that's about it. I think that's about it. I was, I'm trying to think if there's any other minor things. Oh, the one thing we didn't cover in this uh, little combat scenario was surprise. So. Well, yeah. If you've got somebody, and we could have said that, I, I think it now. As the goblin, um, yeah. yeah. If either your enemies or your uh, player characters are trying to like be stealthy and sneak up on someone, there's potential for them to get a surprise around. Usually, what you'll do is you'll have one of the other roll stealth checks versus the other's perception checks. Uh, if the sneaky people are beating them with the sneak, uh, you're gonna get a <laughs> surprise. Snake. You're gonna get a round of surprise in the combat. So basically, how that would work uh, in this combat, we had our goblin wizard fighter. That was our initiative order. Uh, if the wizard and fighter had snuck up on the goblin, they basically would have gotten a full round that, of uh, attacks or whatever yeah, before the goblin even, even got it. to go. He rolled initiative first, but the surprise goes before your start of initiative. Yeah. yeah so they he, could have gotten just a full round and just slaughtered him at the yeah, gate. More than likely, they would have they would have completely destroyed him before he was able to do anything. Which, uh, actually, on, on that, um, I clicked off of the goblin. Let me see if I can bring him back up just real quick just to see. And even if what I'm thinking isn't there, we can just use a, a rogue as an exam- example. Uh, no. So I, at one point, used the bonus action hide. If I would have rolled well enough to hide where they didn't see me, they didn't know where I was, they would have had disadvantages on attacks and um if well if you had fully hit they probably would have had the 
you know, make a perception check to find you. Well, and yeah, then, but it, sometimes it's just like, I'm going to shoot from where I thought I saw him. We've done that several yeah, times. Yeah, for sure. But, um, but a class that uses the that hide action most often would be your rogues. If you're able to hide at, with your bonus action, your next turn, if they didn't know you were around, if they if your uh, opponent lost you, yeah, you get your stealth damage, your or stealth you're, bonus damage. It, you're able to attack from hiding, which gives you advantage, which lets you take sneak attack damage. That, that's it. Yeah, sneak attack damage. I'm sorry, I said stealth damage, but yeah, this bit of a class thing, and that's another combat like uh, mechanic. There is what I was getting at. Um, God, I want to play a rogue again. It's been so long. Anywho, but now we have a rogue. She took yeah, a rogue. I tell you, our other rogues thinking about coming back. What? Yeah. That's a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> That's a conversation when this turns off. Dual um, rogues. God. Dual rogue and a half. Our new rogue, who's only played oh, yeah. twice now, actually played a rogue better. You know what, Matt? You hear me. You hear me now. I'm calling you out. Our new rogue played better than you after months. She's only gotten to play twice. <laughs> As far as what rogues, what does a rogue do? Oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> I will say that whole bit with like, is there anybody around here at my station, like at my class level? And I was like, oof. What? I'll, we'll talk about it later. Uh, oh, when we were, yeah, when we were talking the... to quote unquote the pores. Yeah. And, and he's like, is there, <laughs> is there any non pores around here for me to talk to? <laughs> Great. I forgot we went down that train. God, I love D&D. Just <laughs> the pores are our wizard weirdly forming a child army. And he oh, he was unbeknownst, unbeknownst to himself, he was doing it. <laughs> in one in one session, you like accosted the pores, uh, <laughs> pseudo kidnapped some children, and almost robbed a jewelry store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just good. Yeah, he's just good. What is this? We don't know. We figure it out as we go. We just make shit up as we go. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys. I think that's about everything. Uh, one thing I did want to uh, say here at the end is please like and subscribe to the podcast. Please rate the podcast. Uh, let us know what you're thinking about it, and please follow us on Instagram at Barbarian Brews if you don't already. This is pretty good. I like this. Hope y'all enjoyed like this. Just mechanics. let us know. Let us know. Comment. Uh, let us know what you like, what you didn't like. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Have fun. Don't die. Bye. <laughs> you actively <laughs> shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> On microphone. It admitted to watching the levels move. <laughs> yes, it is staying in.